Welcome to the Cape Verse Podcast. I am your host Seb, and with me, as always, is my co-host Thomas. And today, we're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Timeline. I'm going to be honest, Thomas, I'm not as excited about this as you are. <laughs> this is literally just me being self-indulgent. This entire podcast is me being self-indulgent, really. It is, um, with me guiding the way. Just talking about my mad... Exactly, exactly. I actually I, I find timelines in all media really interesting because I'm a fucking loser it seems. That's okay. But when we <laughs> when we were all in lockdown, you know how people were like learning to bake. Yeah, doing like, meaningful were, like, going stuff. On, like nature walks. Yeah, yeah, I um I thought it would be good to to sit down and really really solve the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. You didn't need to do this. I, I, you know what? There's a lot of things I've done in life that I didn't need to do, and yet here we are. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> um, I, I do have one uh, question. Um, were, you, were you a big yes. fan of um, timelines in history, by any chance? You know what? I actually was. I okay, was fascinated. Good. I, I actually, I find it history. You know what you see on like Instagram or whatever, where people go, uh, timeline things that make no sense. And it's stuff like uh, Albert Einstein was alive in the 50s or whatever. And people yeah. are like, wow, I thought he was like from the 1800s. Or like um, elephants were around at the same time as the pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff with not elephants, sorry, fucking mammoths. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There, there you go. That's that's why I was laughing. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> but apart, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I found that stuff interesting. Um, apart so, from yes, the yes. apart from the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline, is there any other timeline that you're a fan of? I don't know if there are you know, you other timelines. Right? In my notes folder, I have Doctor Who timeline, DC timeline, the Fast and Furious timeline. Oh my god. <laughs> I meant, like, is there any real people that, like, you know, historical figures that you look at them and it's like, wow, he had an amazing life. Is there any of those type of lives that interest you? Or is there, yeah, is it that's just... different. I don't, I, don't, I don't look at a historical figure and go, wow, they've got a great timeline. <laughs> Um, well, maybe you do. Maybe you look at someone like, I don't know, JFK and go like, you know what? I'm going to reconstruct his timeline. I treat people's lives like they're cinematic universes. That's what I do. <laughs> yes, that's what you <laughs> He's going to uh, have a spin-off. What do, you, what do you think of um, of the of timelines? <laughs> <laughs> what do I think of timelines? Well, it's well, a I'll fucking think of... stupid question. I'm sorry. What, what do I think of timelines in general? Um, I'll be honest, I think they're a bloody waste of time. I don't, you know, like reading into care. them as much. <laughs> so, but but what, what do you think? Because I, I think I find the MCU one so interesting because it's mm-hmm. across different movies, different franchises. Yeah. It's like 11 different franchises, I think. I'm going to count. You've got Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, technically, because mm-hmm. Hulk is a franchise. Um, Thor, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, um, Captain Marvel. Are oh, we missing one? I suppose Avengers. Avengers is like a separate franchise. That's like that. And now, like you've, that. now you've got like Shang-Chi and Eternals. Mm-hmm. I guess Hawkeye. And there's, there's shitloads of franchises. So because when you have so many different projects going on that are all set in the same world, kind of set at different times, I find it curious to see how they all link into each other and how they inform each other depending on where they're set in that Mm. timeline when you have that many people working in the same sandbox it's quite impressive that there's even any sense of continuity 
especially when you compare them to their their respective comic book franchises. Look at the Fox movies. The Fox movies, the oh, timelines all over the place. It's ridiculous. It's actually so, upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I've I've also. I've also got that listed in my, oh my God. as a timeline. Right, I'm, 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 I'm just saying this is the only timeline episode we're doing. We're not doing all those that you've mentioned. You said you wanted to do a Doctor Who timeline. Right, that's, that's the only other one that I'll be inclined to do. But I think we'll draw the line at two. We, we, we... <laughs> we'll draw the line at two. Well, actually, I, th- I, I think we'll have to do another one after The Flash. Because if rumour has it, The Flash is going to reset the DC timeline. Oh, Oh god damn it! Another timeline. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when you came to the idea to do a podcast, this is not what I had in mind. You know, I, I, I wanted to this do was films. Like, this was like one of the first ideas I had. <laughs> I was like, finally, I, I could talk about the timelines. Okay, let's just get uh, this one over yeah, and done sure, with. <laughs> surely, you must respect the fact that Marvel have managed to create a very cohesive. Oh yeah. Uh, continuity. Yeah, absolutely. Like I do think it's amazing, like how they all came together in the first Avengers and how uh, their stories came into that, and you saw the characters appearing and everything. Um, and that's what drew me in. It explained why certain characters couldn't be in one film. Like, you know, when Captain America, people were asking, why, why, where's Iron Man? Where's, where's so-and-so? And they explained it. And it's like, it makes sense. And they explore that more in the later films. And it's just nice that they've created this universe where anyone can appear, but their adventures take place at certain times. Therefore, XYZ can appear with character B. Well, it's like, uh, it's like how, because of the way things have turned out, we won't see Tony Stark and Mr. Fantastic on the same, in the same scene. No. I mean, I'm sure there's like ways you could potentially work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not that we know of yet. I, you know, we we might we might get yeah, something. But overall, um, I do like it. But the 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 one film that kind of not ruined it but annoyed me was Spider-Man Homecoming as we all know in the opening scene Michael Keaton's character like cleaning up the the aftermath of Avengers with the Chitauri and everything and after that it cuts forward to Spider-Man and it says eight years later and so loads of people all over social media was going like how how can it be eight years later does that mean the movies are set in the future like is Endgame in 2024 when it came out in 2019 like that's where it got really confusing for me so homecoming yeah buggered it up i don't know well, about you i feel you um, have an answer for that i do actually i genuinely believe this i have an answer for all timeline questions with <sighs> this universe now okay because like i said i had nothing we're all I, fuck it, i'm in the middle of nowhere it's locked down there's nothing to do so i just watched all these movies and i started noticing stuff and piecing stuff together like a fucking crazy psychopath locked in his room drawing mad scramble and fucking letters on the wall that's just you in general that's me in the, <laughs> that's just me in the weekends that's just yeah. what i do that's how i pass the time that timeline thing that mistake with the eight years later in spider-man homecoming uh, yeah that isn't actually the worst mistake to be honest because that's quite easy you could in theory go back and change that by just re-releasing the movie but you change the eight to a four because it it is four years later um so it's one of those things that feasibly it could change and the actual continuity of the film remains intact. The stuff right. that happens on screen, it's a set for the for the most part, when you see something like eight years later, twelve months later, something like that, those things can be ignored. Unless it had like a like a hard and fast date on it where it's like like an end game. They go to Avengers, it's like twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah. That you can't you can't really ignore that. Eight years later, ignore that. Fair enough, um, you've convinced me. 
Especially because, like, the Russo brothers came out and were like, yeah, that is a mistake. That shouldn't say eight years later. So it's like, fine, ignore that. But I think the biggest issue with the Marvel timeline is people think the movies are set in the year they're released. The movies that make this mistake the most, actually, are all in phase one. How? Um, Because Joss Whedon... Is a dumbass. <laughs> is the, is the is simple that, answer. Is, is that your answer for all the timeline questions? You're just blaming the director just for each it one. Isn't. Well, it's um, it is kind of his fault, really, because the biggest continuity problem. <laughs> Such a fucking loser. <laughs> hey, Thomas, Thomas, the, uh... you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of fame and action after this episode. <laughs> oh my god, the big fuck up was with the Iron Man movies and Avengers. The Avengers is specifically set in 2012. Endgame confirms this. They say 2012. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And shit like that. That is absolutely 100% 2012. Okay. And in that movie, Nick Fury says, oh, the reason we're experimenting with the Tesseract is because last year, Thor came to Earth and destroyed a small town, referencing the events of Thor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Thor is set in 2011. Okay. Now, because of that, that means that Thor is also set at the same time as The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2. How? Uh, Iron Man 2, obviously, Coulson leaves to go to New Mexico. He's like, oh, I've, I've got to leave. I've been called somewhere else. And the post credit scene, he's gone to go see the hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly, Iron Man 2 has to be set at the same time Yeah, but what about Hulk? Thor. Well, in Iron Man 2 again, you see the news footage of um, the events of the Incredible Hulk, you know, when they attacked the the college campus and shit. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That news broadcast is on uh, in the background. Um, You can, like, see it at the end of Iron Man 2. Right. So that means all three of them are set in 2011. So 2011 had a lot of you know, world crises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All with it. I think canon. There's like a there's like a um, a comic called Fury's Big Week, which is basically oh, Fury yeah, dealing with all these yeah, things yeah. happening at the same time. Yeah, mm. I think it's also implied that like Captain America getting de-iced happens around this time as well. Oh. Maybe not within the same week, but in the uh, in the What If animated show you see exactly what days all these events take place on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a separate universe, so it might not be exactly the same days as the main universe, whatever, but they're still kind of in the same week. So since Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, Thor, all have to be set in 2011, that means Iron Man has to be set in 2010 because in Iron Man 2 you have one of those title cards that says six months later. Like I said, you can probably just ignore those. Like guidelines, take them all as guidelines, but Justin Hammer specifically says that in the last six months, Tony Stark has built a weapon, blah, 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 blah. He's Iron Man. Yeah, six yeah. Six months ago, he was Iron Man. So that means that it has to take it has to be in like 2010, which is like, okay, fair enough. Iron Man 2010, the rest 2011, Avengers 2012. No problem there. Except when you get to Civil War, because in Civil War, Vision says, in the eight years yeah. since Tony Stark announced himself as Iron Man, which would place it in 2008. But it can't be. It has to be in 2010. And the only reason it's in 2010 is because Joss Whedon was like, oh, well, 
I know technically that Iron Man is set six months from whenever, but Thor came out last year, so I'll just say last year because that simplifies things. That's the that's the glaring issue is that Iron Man is both set in two thousand and eight and in two thousand and ten, and it doesn't make sense. Best way to fix that problem is just to take it on face value that Justin Hammer is a moron. He's a <laughs> again, fucking dumbass. Again, is is all your answers just blaming people and characters now? Is that it? You're just like, well, this yeah, guy was an it idiot. Will, it will this be. guy was an idiot. It will be, because it actually, actually solves a lot of issues. Because if you just assume that Justin Hammer meant to say 18 months or a couple of years and the last couple of years or whatever, but instead fumbled and said six months mm-hmm. because he is a dumbass, yeah. you know, then it's fine. You know, maybe it was, he misspoke. He meant to say 16 months or whatever, but said six months. Something like that, whatever. Set Iron Man in 2008. Mm-hmm. Couple years go by. Iron Man, you could probably get away with Iron Man being set 2009. Mm-hmm. You could probably get away with that because it's still technically kind of like eight years if you include 2016. Like there's some wiggle room there, but it's easier just to go, yeah, it was set the year it came out because then that lines everything up quite well. I, I do, I do have three questions that are on my mind. Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to engage with this one. How long was Captain America wandering about in the modern day after he was brought back? And at what time was Captain America, you know, thawed out? Probably not that long, to be honest. Because he, he went in the ice probably about forty-five. He was probably Captain America for like three years, from about forty-two to forty-five. Mm-hmm. Probably went under a few months before the end of um, the Second World War. Yeah, and then was. I assume de-iced before we see him in Avengers. Obviously, he's he's been a, he's been up and about for a while, so probably about 2011 for him as well. I'd say, and I don't think he's done a lot of like active duty. Maybe a couple things, but he's not worn the uniform before. He's not like got back into being Captain America. Yeah, it seems to be his first public appearance as Captain America since coming out of the ice. Right. I'd say he's he's. His first time being Captain America again was in the Avengers. Then he went on to work for Shield. But what what was the gap between him being brought back and then uh, the the events of the Avengers? Probably probably a year. Because okay. um, if we say the Avengers was set around June twenty twelve, it seems to be set during the summer. And if we say that Iron Man two and Thor and all those movies are also seem to be set around the summer, about a year prior, mm-hmm. then he's probably been up and about for about a year. Right, you know, okay. getting used to society. I, 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 I kind of like you know, that because I, I think just from like watching the films, like with uh, first Avenger and then, of course, the next film after that was Avengers. For me, when I was watching it, I just thought it was like, oh, yeah, he's brought back. And then three weeks later, it's like, right, we need your help. I wanted to see him in the modern day. And they missed out on that really nice scene, a deleted scene in the oh, Avengers. When he's, when he's just at wandering the about. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. those are the stuff that would be really nice. So. It it makes me happy to hear that he'd been Captain America just for a year, if that is the case, if that's what we're going on, you know? That makes me well, happy. Well, there's actually, as as we go through this, because really the, there isn't a lot of continuity issues here. The continuity gets messy as we get into, like, multiple dimensions and shit. Oh, God. But considering this was, like I said, considering it was, it was produced by several different people and you had different directors, different producers, different writers, 
all working in the same universe. Mm. The fact that the timeline lines up as well as it does is quite impressive. And it also allows for a lot of wiggle room if you want to go back and do like prequels. Yeah, because the fair. Avengers, as we see them in Age of Ultron, were probably active for about a year. Okay, so before before we get into Phase 2 territory, how would you, for someone who wants to watch them in chronological order, how would you watch it in Phase 1? Well, I'd go Captain America the First Avenger. Of course. A little thing that annoys me, but that movie was book-ended by modern-day stuff, so the whole movie is technically a flashback. Those modern-day things, I, I guess I said during 2011, but before they released Captain Marvel... You could have been like, oh, those modern day things are set just before Iron Man. So even if you watch it before Iron Man, it's still in chronological order. But now because of Captain Marvel, it messes that up. No one cares about that except no me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, not going to lie. It's something that annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. I zoned out with your explanation there. I was like, right, here we go. <laughs> Wait, I was like, right, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to get Captain America, the first Avenger, the next one. But no, you went straight into a thing that annoyed you, and I was like, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right, so okay, what right. after First it was, Avenger? So you did Captain America First Avenger, and then the Agent Carter one-shot. Oh, yeah. The the TV series Agent Carter is probably also maybe canon. Okay. Because um, I, I think that was written by the writers of Captain America. Nice. Um, and nice, I think nice. it also had, like... I think it, it, it had some connection to Marvel Studios. I think they actually had, like some producing credit and yeah. they didn't do that in any of the other tv shows it was all marvel television so i think the agent carter series is also canon and if so if you want to choose to believe that the one shot comes after the series okay um, we don't know if it's canon who knows next um i guess it technically is jarvis was an endgame it, no it doesn't matter anyway right next um and then <laughs> captain marvel because that's in the 90s yeah if you wanted to be really granular about it that deleted scene from Ant-Man 2 where you see the original Ant-Man and the Wasp do a mission. I think that's set in the 70s, so it be like just before Captain Marvel. It's Iron Man, Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and then the consultant one-shot. Yeah, we're doing the one-shots, fuck you. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, another one-shot. <laughs> Thor, Avengers Assemble, and The Night in 47. It's like seven movies. Seven movies, four one-shots, and maybe two seasons of a show. Can you give me a brief summary of The Consultant, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, and Item 47? Have you not seen these? No. Oh, they um, they were basically all made because of the uh, the popularity of Phil Coulson, because Phil Coulson was like, oh. people found him quite endearing. They made, two, they made like a couple short films. One was clearing up a continuity problem, where, because at the end of The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man is seen speaking to General Thunderbolt Ross. And he's like, we're putting together a team. And he's like, who's we? And the implication of that scene was that Tony Stark was going to Thunderbolt Ross to put a team together with right. him to try and acquire the Hulk. Because this was back in like early days before they had a plan. Yeah. And then when they switched it to Nick Fury is the one putting the team together and Iron Man won't be like a recruiter. Iron Man's just going to be like a consultant. They were like, fuck, we need to clear that mistake up. So they have a a little short scene where Agent Coulson and Agent Sitwell from Winter Soldier are sat talking. And they're like, we've been told by the government that we need to acquire Blonsky, the Abomination, for the Avengers. But we don't want him for the Avengers. So we need to send a liaison 
to piss off Thunderbolt Ross so that Thunderbolt Ross will refuse to give us the abomination so then we don't have to use him. Which is why they send Tony Stark, because Tony Stark pisses off the general so then they don't get the abomination. That is the entire purpose of that short film, is to fix a, a continuity problem. Nice. What about... Um, do you regret know. asking me about that? I kind of do, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm interested, and I also feel the average viewer will not know about these stuff, so I'm asking on their behalf as well. But I'd also like to apologise for the in-depth analysis that Thomas is giving. You win some, <laughs> you lose is, some, guys. You win some and you lose This some. is the shit I love. I love pointless timeline right. fucking I, bullshit. I, I don't know whether to ask about the other two, because that was a long piece of shit about the consultant. Well, to be um, fair, the other, two are, the other two aren't as interesting. The other two, well, they're, they're fun, but they, they weren't like... A funny thing happened up. on the way to Thor's hammer. In one sense. He's like, literally just, I'm trying, but you keep talking over me. <laughs> It it's literally showing that Agent Coulson can fight. He has an action sequence in a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. And then item item forty seven is about all the Chitari tech that was left over in oh, New York yeah. after the battle with like a modern day Bonnie and Clyde type thing. Oh, that's quite. And cool. that's it. They they stopped doing the one shots um, during phase three, but. Um, hopefully now that they've got Disney Plus, Disney Plus has like Pixar short films, they might start oh, yeah. getting back into it. That's the thing that you and our famed Hawkeye expert Louie were talking about oh, yeah. Marvel shorts that I got really annoyed at because we yeah. were off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose the, the most recent one shot that we've had technically is Peter's to-do list. Oh yeah. Which was like, it was a bunch of deleted scenes from Far From Home that were recut into a short film for the Blu-ray. Such a good, and it's it's yeah. It would have been a better opening to that movie. I feel so. Um, that's 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 phase one all wrapped up. Hopefully, I pray so we can move on to phase two. <laughs> um, yeah, f- well, phase two is um, is a little simpler. No, no one's at fault there. Not Josh Whedon again. It's 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 all nicely done. There's a couple things that are a little confusing because Iron Man three is set at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't clear if it was set the Christmas of 2012 immediately after the Avengers or if it was Christmas 2013 the year it came out but it probably makes more sense for it to be 2013 because he sleeps with Maya Hansen in 1999 on New Year's Eve and then Maya Hansen makes a joke about him, ha- about him having a 13 year old kid uh-huh. so it makes more sense for it to be 2013 um, but also he builds like fucking like 40 suits and I know he's like, that seems to be all he's spending his time doing. But building 40 suits in like six years when he's built like seven over the last, what am I talking about? Well, I mean. Not I, six I, years, six months. I mean, I'm, I'm not too fast that he built go. that many uh, suits in that length of time. You know, it's his passion. Like your weird passion is creating timelines. So, I mean, he's allowed to do that, Thomas. He can do that if he wants to. You know, we all do crazy things. Yeah, but he 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 destroyed his suits. I will never destroy these notes. I'm gonna <laughs> well, keep adding to these notes. It'd be a shame if someone deleted these episodes from existence. That's the other thing that could happen. It's 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 too late. It's too late. I just this is like therapy for me. I'm finally <laughs> getting this off my chest. This is it. It makes more sense for that to be set in 2013, especially because Thor is set kind of. It's immediately after the Avengers. You see Loki getting tried for his crimes in Asgard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 
he gets tried and then Thor goes off to fight some battles. So you can assume that maybe there's been quite a few months have passed between Loki being imprisoned and Thor going to Vanaheim to to fight the Marauders and all that crap. Yeah. So Thor the Dark World is set kind of across 2012 to 2013, um, which, interestingly, does mean that he is on Earth during the events of both Iron Man 3 and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's um, But like... maybe Thor, instead of helping his friends, was hunting down that weird beast monster that got left behind. Yeah. Maybe that's or, what kept him busy. Or he also thought that, you know, I'm a god. My shit's more important than puny humans. I don't need to deal with my two pad- pals. Got it. True, but, deal with true, but like, shit. Iron Man 3 deals with the president getting kidnapped and then... Cat Merker 2 deals with the fall of like their biggest intelligence agency. Quite big <laughs> events in America. N- not to You'd Thor, feel like though. Thor might. <laughs> yeah. like, you'd we'll feel like this... he might like poke his head in. We'll put it this way: it's not uh, Thor's president. It's not Thor's agency. Maybe he doesn't know what a president is. Maybe yeah. he doesn't. He just doesn't understand. Exactly. Um, he just thinks, oh, it's just puny human beings fighting with each other. I, I buy it. But it, it makes sense that he's on Earth for that period because when Avengers Tower is completed and it's completed by the time we see it in Captain America 2 yeah. that Thor is able to be contacted by Iron Man when he puts the team together and they make it a private organisation. So probably from the end of Winter Soldier when Captain America is no longer working for the government and is like needs to go off and do his own thing to find Bucky that's probably when the, the Avengers reassemble to take down Hydra and all that shit. Ah, okay. So that leaves them active for about a year before Age of Ultron. And then in that year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2 happen. Now, c- correct me if I'm wrong. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and then Volume 2. What was the gap between their releases? Because I felt there was another film in between that. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. And then the second one came out in 2017. So there's right. about three years <laughs> between them. So quite a few movies came out between them. Yeah. So- so, so the fact that they're set like one after the other for us, uh, it's it's just a bit weird that they're set one after the other when there's like a three year gap. I find it weird that in the continuity of the films, there is like a six month gap between Guns Galaxy One and the second one, and then a four year gap between the second one and Infinity War. But in real life, there was a four year gap between Guardians One and Two. And then like a seventh, eighth month gap between the second one and Infinity War when they turned up again. So it's like they reversed it. Oh, it's really confusing. So confusing. To be honest, the only reason they made number two six months after the first one is so they could still have a baby Groot and they could sell toys for baby Groot. That, yeah, there you go. There you go. Because that there is no other reason for it to be set six months. It could be six months. It could be ten years later. The characters haven't changed that much. Nothing's really happened that significant between the two. But it's six months later, apparently. So it's six months later. That's what Mm. they've said. Apart from that, that's fine. What comes after? This is the interesting thing, right? If we are, and this is spoilers for Spider-Man: No Way Home and Hawkeye. If if we're to take on face value. That because Charlie Cox is Daredevil in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, if, if I know, fantastic. First of all, this is the first time that this podcast has addressed that Charlie Cox is back. Because we're going to do it in the past two. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. So we're finally saying it. And also my reason for my woo 
is because I'm seeing everyone reacting to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back. You see in the cinemas, they're all going crazy, but no one reacts when Charlie Cox is back. It's really annoying. So that's my woo for you, man. Congratulations. Oh, I think I think no, I I saw people react. Um, <laughs> I went to see it at the cinema uh, with um, with me. Well, no, with you, but I also saw it with my cousin and his, oh, his right, partner right. and uh, his fiance. And we were sat in the cinema, and Charlie Cox came on, and I just heard like a couple of people behind me go, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking guttural reaction, just "Fuck yeah, Charlie Cox, yes!" So no, people did get excited for his arrival. Okay, that's good. I'm his, uh... <laughs> um, um, but if but... he is playing the same version as the Netflix show, which do you think he is? Do you think it's the same version? Um, well, I I think it might be actually. Considering what the actor for also spoilers um, for Hawkeye, uh, Kingpin, you know, that, that actor has said stuff that maybe he got blipped and it's him trying to regain his uh, his power and authority over the city again. So yeah. maybe. I think there's a lot of stuff you could make canon. I think the only, as far as I can see, the, the only continuity problems are the fact that during the Daredevil stuff, we never heard about Maya, the character Echo. Also, Mahershala Ali who played the villain in Luke Cage for season one, is coming back to play Blade. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to fully outright confirm it. They can bring... Because I think they can just bring the actors back, tell new stories, refer to some events. But if there's any major issues, they can just go, uh, that was a different universe. The Netflix stuff is a separate, different universe. I actually think what would be interesting is if Loki season two, the TVA could, as like a meta thing, talk about this. Because that was what the TVA were in the uh, in the comics. They were a metaphor for the writer's room of Marvel Comics. And I thought the TVA in Loki would be a metaphor for Marvel Studios, like their writers, Kevin Feige, stuff like that. And that they were going to reference continuity problems with Netflix and all this shit. Maybe they're saving a bunch of that stuff for season two, but I think it would be really interesting if in Loki season two, in the TVA, you saw them prune like the Netflix universe. Oh. Um, and, that, and then someone could be, yeah, and you could be like, why is that universe getting clipped? And they could be like, Maya Hansen wasn't born in this universe. Damn. Or Maya Hansen defected from Kingpin early on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hand wave it away and just go, that's a clipped universe but they're still in the main one. If you want to take the Daredevil show as canon, it more or less lines up, kind of. I mean, they were supposed to be set in the MCU anyway. So it it kind of works. So if you were going to take it as canon, Daredevil season one would be somewhere between Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. In phase three, I think it's interesting to put Daredevil season two right next to Captain America Civil War because they're both dealing with similar themes. Okay. Different... Uh- superhero ideologies clashing with each other okay that's fair um, um but once again before jumping to phase three there is is that pretty much phase two in its chronological places yeah. like i said it's it's fairly straightforward because then ant-man is set after age of ultron age of ultron is set after when i saw it. it was all very sequential mm-hmm. you weren't jumping around back and forth um and yeah. they more or less came out the same years and there's nothing that's come out recently that has to be reinserted back, except for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I suppose. But yeah. because it's out in space in its own little pocket world, it's very inconsequential. Yeah. So it goes Thor The Dark World, Iron Man 3, 
Captain America Winter Soldier, the two Guardians well, films, or is there something be- else? Between, but after Iron Man 3, you would have the All Hail the King Marvel one-shot, which is the only one seemingly on Disney+, Plus because it ties into Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, it's that one. Yes, yes, yes. I know the one you're referring to, yeah. Let me reiterate again. It's Thor Dark World, Iron Man 3, All Hail the King, The Winter Soldier, The Two Guardians films, Age of Ultron, Daredevil Season 1, and then... If it's canon. If it's canon. And then Ant-Man. Perfect, perfect. Fantastic. Moving on swiftly to Phase 3. Preferably my favourite phase. Same. I think this is really when they hit their stride. Uh, This is when Marvel Studios got, like, full control of their their universe again. So Mm -hmm. they... Because, like, Ike Perlmutter got removed and there's a whole bunch of stuff about him fucking the... Marvel Studios. Yeah, and I also feel that this time was when you didn't have to read various posts about where characters were. I feel by watching the films that it was kind of all self-explanatory. You know, they had a good grasp of yeah. it by this point. And this is also when the movies just started making a billion a billion dollars every movie. But the timeline does get a little mu- uh, muddier here. Yeah, oh, It starts no. off with Civil War. Yeah. Strong opening. But Civil War was kind of a backdoor pilot in a way for uh, other movies uh spider-man black panther and eventually black widow all kind of are set immediately after that movie so they all kind of take place within a similar time frame black widow and black panther are both like a couple weeks after the end of civil war black widow is like immediately after civil war and black panther is like a couple weeks they're like directly after that and Daredevil Season 2 was probably around this time as well. Like I said, there's nothing that concretely says that Daredevil Season 2 has to be set around this time, but thematically it works. Plus, if you watch it, if you watch Daredevil Season 2, however long after Daredevil Season 1, if you put Daredevil Season 1 closer to like the Avengers or Thor The Dark World or whatever, mm-hmm. then it makes it seem like he's been Daredevil for a while, Yeah, which is, um, which is always fun. So we had Captain America Civil War, Daredevil season two, Black Widow, Black Panther, and then what? Spider Man Homecoming was after that? Yes. Spider Man Homecoming is also set after um, Civil War. Yeah, directly and after, yeah. I was, originally, I was quite confused by the, the school situation with Spider Man. This film is set in 2016 because it's around his homecoming dance, which is like part, it's like. That happens in the first semester of an American school year, meaning that it's set at the end of 2016, probably around September, October time. But in Far From Home, he's only in his second to last year of high school, and this is his second year of high school, and there's four years of high school together in America. So I was like, well, hang on. Quite a lot of time passed between Homecoming and Infinity War. How was, he, how was only one school year passed? And I remembered, oh, 2018 is probably it was like the it's like the start of 2018 or like it's like not the start but the first six months so he's probably in his second semester of his third year because his second year would have gone from 2016 to 2017 his third year would have gone 2017 to 2018 and then he had to retake that third year for far from home oh yes remember when they're talking about how the kids come back and they had to retake their school year. yeah 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 it it does make sense it does mean that he's like probably a little older than he should be he, i think he's like eight he's they say he's 17 at the start of far from home but his birthday is in uh, sorry they say 17 at the start of no way home but i think the character's birthday has been confirmed to be like in august and because that movie takes place from like across the summer to the start of christmas by the end of that film 
is like about 18 years old. But that school stuff does make sense. So it means that that freshman year animated show that we're going to get is going to be set before Civil War Ooh. and will also make sense. Uh, um, like, that will really be set 2015, that. 2016. Yeah, that's going to be Yeah, great. so we can probably stick that in the timeline as well since we kind of know roughly when that will take place. That's probably around... It was before Civil War and it's in 2015. It's probably somewhere between Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Why not after Ant-Man? Maybe it is after Ant-Man, because Ant-Man's set in, like, 2015, during the mm. summer, I think. So it could be after Ant-Man, in, like, the autumn of 2015, and then start of 2016 yeah, like, at the end. Um, I don't know if this has already been addressed, but uh, when Iron Man finds Spider-Man, how long has he been Spider-Man for? Uh, I think he said six months. Six months. He, he's, right, he said okay. that he's had these powers for, like, six months. And if I think that's supposed to be around May time, so he'd get the powers probably December of 2015. But maybe he was just he was um, oversimplifying for six months. Maybe he's had them a bit longer. Mm. We'll find out in the freshman year show. Looking forward uh, to that. So after Spider-Man Homecoming, we get Doctor Strange. See, Doctor Strange is a weird one. Doctor Strange takes place over the course of a year, and it has to have ended before 2017 because Thor Ragnarok is set in 2017 because he says it's been two years since Ultron, and Ultron's 2015. I mean, Age of Ultron doesn't have to be 2015. Age of Ultron could technically be 2016, if you really wanted it to. And the new Avengers team that we see at the end of Age of Ultron, maybe they were only active for a few months before Civil War. It doesn't really matter. That isn't... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Seth. It doesn't fucking matter, okay? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. What we're doing doesn't matter. Everything we've done up until this point. Why are we here, Seth? Why are we having this conversation? I'm glad you've brought this up because I could be writing a really important essay for uni, but it's okay, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh, It's okay. Let me just just gather myself. So, Doctor Strange. Um, (laughs) So, Doctor Strange, he probably has that accident in 2016. Start 2016, whenever. And then becomes Doctor Strange, becomes fully formed at the end of that movie during 2017, just in time for Thor to go seek his help in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And probably around this time, Defenders happened. Oh, yeah. Um, what a great show. And Defenders, if Daredevil's canon, Defenders has to be canon. The other shows technically don't have to be. But we because like Defenders is... I mean, some of them are all right. Yeah, but not... some of them, some of them aren't great because Defenders is kind of linked to that character's story. You've got the start of Daredevil season three takes place immediately after the events of like the Defenders. You kind of have to take that as canon at the very least. So those four seasons, if they are, again, other universes, who knows? But if you are taking them as canon, you have to include Defenders. And if you're including Defenders, that takes place around about the time of like Thor Ragnarok. And then season three of Daredevil immediately after. So so Ant-Man and the Wasp comes after Daredevil and the the, the Defenders events. And then it leads directly into into Infinity War. War. I hate you. So between (laughs) between Infinity War and Endgame, there is a five-year time jump. That always spooks me. Every time I see that five-year... It spooks you. Well, yeah, because like... You know how... You hear five-year time jump and you're like, oh, oh, fuck, that's scary. Well, no, no, let, let me explain. Like, after Infinity War, they all, you know, disappear, they all turn into dust, and it's left on such a cliffhanger, and then a year later, um, 
like it's literally directly after that like the opening scene is them regrouping mm. trying to like right how are we, how are we gonna do this you know we're, we're gonna he's on a planet he's just gardening he's just boiling some soup you know we're, we're gonna attack him and then what do you think Thanos. he was making do you think it, do you think it was a stew or do you think it was a soup maybe it was just some tomato soup tomatoes you think they they have tomatoes on a weird alien planet it's a variant a variant of, of a tomato a variant of a tomato anyway you know his head gets chopped off and then you think and they failed and then it's, you just see five years later like they've had to live with their regret for five years it's just like ooh, dark do you want to know what's what's even weirder next year is 2023 that'll have been five years from 2018 we, we didn't blip away that's great but it's like it's weird that you know we've almost finished that five-year gap and in that gap between 2018 and now we've had very little like marvel stuff come out because of the pandemic mm. i mean i say that we've had shitloads this year but it's just weird that you know at the time it was like five years fucking hell they've set and they're gonna set all these movies in the future whereas now it's only like a couple years into the future don't think that's strange it is a bit spooky i that's that's where for me spooky <laughs> it's spooky it's, it sends a chill down my back that we're now watching events that are not set in our timeline but in the future but then you kind of forget while watching that they're set in the future and not in present day it is spooky let me be spooked by the time okay. <laughs> uh but yeah so with endgame being put five years into the future that kind of for a lot of phase four muddies the water where things are set Mm-hmm. And almost every single one of these projects isn't set, not only the time, because obviously they're not set in the time they came out because they're set in the future, but they're also like out of sequence with each other. Yeah, it does get um, messy. So for, yeah, for example, WandaVision was the first to come out. Uh-huh. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But Shang-Chi is set between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is it happening at the same time? Kind of. WandaVision is actually set in 2023, probably close to like November 2023. And then Falcon Soldier is set a few months after that in 2024, May 2024 to be specific. That's like when the series ends. After they've had a few weeks of building a boat and just having fun or whatever, the series concludes during May 2024. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has to be before that because KE's grandma references a Day of the Dead uh, festival coming up, which is probably, I think it's pronounced King Ming, a Chinese festival, which is set like at the start of April. And because that's coming up, that means that Shang-Chi is set probably around March, April time, before Falcon Winter Soldier. Eternals is a little iffy, because they said it's set probably around about the same time Falcon was uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the Eternals. Uh, which would put it in 2024. But the the character of Ajak says five years ago, the people brought, everyone was snapped away and then they saved everyone. And the fact that she says five years means that it's probably still set in 2024. So it's probably closely autumn 2024. Sorry, autumn 2023, I mean. Okay, that's just a lot of information to process there. Loads of dates, loads of times. Like... The previous yeah, phrases and have this been alright. Previous phrases have been alright. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I know. That 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 little speech you made there. I'm Oh my god, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's because they're all kind of like set in the future and they're all kind of out of sequence with each other. Wait, wait because they're in the future, they don't have to tie themselves down to specific events technically, uh-huh. but they're all, they also are tied to specific events, so they do have specific dates. What um, about um, the Loki series? Where's that? Ah, uh, well, this is uh, this is another little confusion. Loki does have to be set technically after Endgame because the events of Endgame are what spark Loki, but he is a he's a variant. He is a branch version of Loki. So he is set in a separate timeline, but that timeline only exists because of Endgame. By proxy, what if I think only exists because of the events of Loki? So what if has to be set after Loki? So if you wanted to start Phase 4 directly after Endgame, it would be Loki, What If, WandaVision, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then Eternals. Yes, if... Well, it, Eternals could technically be set in two different places. It's probably... Eternals is probably most likely set around about October 2023. So, a similar time as WandaVision. I think it would be better to go WandaVision, then Eternals, I guess. Ooh, um, okay. Because WandaVision is, like, following on from Endgame and it's tying up some, like, narrative loose threads. But it doesn't really matter. Eternals is the most separate of all of the Marvel properties that have come out recently. Other than the ones that are in an actual separate timeline. This is very self-contained. I mean, even at the end of the movie, all the Eternals get taken off planet anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, you, it's probably more likely October 2023, but then it could be June 2024. But I personally think it's October 2023. Yeah, so then that leads on to uh, Far From Home, which was the first... That was released before any of these. Yeah, this is where it gets really weird. This is really weird stuff. Yeah, but I think the problem was when that movie was being produced, they obviously couldn't get too... None of the trailers could really talk about the the aftermath of Endgame. So the movie couldn't really talk about the aftermath of Endgame unless they wanted to film completely different trailers for, and have the movie be completely different. I think the problem was they were like, no, Spider-Man has to come out two months after Endgame. That has to be the case. I think they want a Spider-Man movie every two years. I'm I'm all up um, for it. I'm up for that. I'm up for it, but I do think it made this movie the weakest of the trilogy because it, it, it wants to deal with the aftermath of Endgame, but also not deal with the aftermath. So it skips eight months. Uh, everyone comes back autumn 2023, and then this skips ahead to the summer of 2024. So the events of Falcon and Soldier, which deal with, like, New borders being created after the uh, after everyone snaps back. One divisions, fucking um, little pocket reality being created. Eternal fucking celestial things appearing in the sky. All that shit happens before Far From Home. Then immediately, No Way Home happens. No Way Home picks up directly after Far From Home. Uh, yeah, because Hawkeye is set on the run-up to Christmas, exactly Christmas Day, and you see the big Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center get torn down, and it's still very much standing at the end of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, that's where the last swing actually takes place, is at that same Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. That means Hawkeye has to take place like a couple weeks after Spider-Man No Way Home. And Spider-Man No Way Home takes place over the course of six months in 2024. Yeah. mm-hmm. Which leads on to 2025, which is currently the only Marvel movie that we have like a specific date on would be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which has to be set during 2025 because it's after the events of this film. Of No Way Home, I mean, and WandaVision. So 
other than that, there's no specific dates and other stuff, but there's also a couple other things oh, that um, that happen because be between Spider-Man: Far From Home and Spider-Man: No Way Home, technically, because they are now canon and I get spoilers oh, yeah. for the... for No Way Home, the other Spider-Man uh, movies. Is it is it not weird that technically Spider-Man two thousand and two with Tommy Maguire is is the first Marvel film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it is, but I I strongly believe that Multiverse of Madness is gonna confirm that some other Marvel movies Oh my god. Will be the first Marvel it's... movies. I think they're gonna bring a bunch of shit over. Uh it's it's scary um, looking at the the rumoured cameos in that film. It, it's it's frightening frightening. When I was a kid growing up watching all the 2000 superhero movies, I'd always be like, oh, I I hope they cross over like the, the comic books do. Because they all kind of had like a similar aesthetic and a similar structure and kind of similar tones. Like Daredevil, the movie. You could take that version of Daredevil, stick him next to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, and they'd look exactly the same. Yeah, that's um, I'd agree there. Like the 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 leather and all that stuff, and I feel like Spider Sam Raimi's Spider Man would fit in nicely next to those versions of the characters. Same with Ang Lee's Hulk. Same with um, the Fantastic Four. They all have, they all have like a similar vibe, and it would be amazing if if Kevin Feige managed to pull it off. We got them all together. You'd have to get so many people to reprise their roles, and it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But they do technically have the rights to almost all of it now. I don't think they have the rights to to the Blade movies. I think that's with New Line Cinema. But I well, don't know he... who owns New Line Cinema now. I think it's Warner Brothers. So to, to wrap up Phase 4, to, to, to correctly watch it after Endgame, you would go Loki, the What If series, WandaVision, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Eternals, Spider-Man Far From Home, the older Spider-Man films, so Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man No Way Home, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. <sighs> we did it. Yeah, but you'd, you'd also want like Peter's to-do list. Oh, shit, yeah. Far From oh. Home. And, and if, you, if you want, you could put Eternals next to uh, WandaVision. Um, but that, that's, that's up to interpretation. If, if you're so inclined. That's up into But this is the thing, right? Other than the the little continuity error at the at the start about Iron Man being either two thousand eight or two thousand ten. Um other than that, there's nothing massively glaring in this sequence of events. There's no major continuity issues where it's like, well, that character Make, um, Yeah, like sense. the characters are aging at the same at the correct rate. Events are happening like they they aren't like oh yeah, Hulk and Spider Man have been friends for ten years when they've barely even like shared a scene on yeah. screen you know, so it's I think the fact that you've got so many people working on this and so many different writers, so many different directors, people who have changed at Marvel Studios, people who come in and they're not like a big comic book fan, they just have characters and they they make they want to like tell a story with a specific specific character but they make it fit in that universe i think it's all quite impressive 
It is. I'm um, I, like I said at the beginning. It's oddly satisfying that they've created a world where any character can appear, and it makes sense. Exactly, and we are bit by bit catching up to the the dates that things are set at. It'll be curious because we have She Hulk coming out, we mm-hmm. have Moon Knight coming out, we have Ms. Marvel coming out. And I'd be curious to see where they're going to fall in the timeline. Because like I said, Doctor Strange is the only one we have a specific set date on. 2025, it has to be. It has to be set after the events of No Way Home, which is Christmas 2024. So even if it's January 1st, 2025, it has to be 2025. But things like uh, She-Hulk is probably set before Shang-Chi. Before? Yeah, because I imagine, because in the little teaser we got, you see Hulk as Professor Hulk. But in the post credits oh, of, of Shang-Chi Legend of, of Ten Rings, yes, yes, he's in human form. So that would so that so has that would, to be before. Yeah, yeah, that series could be set during the blip. During the blip, oh, it could be in the five years where um, they could flash back and show you him become Professor Hulk. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You could see Jennifer Walters. Chances are, it's going to be set after Endgame because yeah. if Jennifer Walters was She Hulk during those events she would have been in that final battle. This would be my dream, okay? All this continuity stuff, if I was allowed to direct a movie for Marvel Studios, I'd make it a Sentry movie. And all the trailers, I'd basically gaslight people. Because that's what they did in the comics. Um, because in the when they released Sentry as like a series... What they did was a bunch of their advertise, a bunch of like their comic book covers, and a bunch of their advertising was about how Sentry was the original Marvel superhero, mm-hmm. and that Sentry was the inspiration to Spider Man, to Captain America, and all this stuff. That he was like another recipient of the Super Soldier Serum, and it gave him the ability to fly and all this fucking, all basically Superman powers. But he has an evil persona that was going to take control. And Doctor Strange, in order to protect him and the rest of the world, made him forget he was the Sentry and made everyone else forget. So if I was going to direct a movie, I'd have trailers be like, he was there at the beginning, and you do the shot from the Avengers, but have Sentry there. Okay. And you'd be like, he's, he's you know, the, the hero in his own movie at last or whatever, you know, or something like that. And you'd advertise it, you'd have shots in the trailers like Marvel movies do, where they edit people out and you put Sentry back in. That shot in the Infinity War trailer where they're all running towards the camera that wasn't in the movie, yeah. put Sentry in there. You, you remove Tony Stark from the same way he snaps his fingers and Sentry snaps his fingers, but then Doctor Strange had to make everyone forget. And I think that would be a fun way to advertise the movie. And then you have a story about a guy learning that he used to be a superhero, learning that he was a part of all this stuff, but no one remembers him. And would be especially fitting to do that after No Way Home as well. Because that's what uh, they had to do to Peter Parker. You know, make him exactly. never forget. I mean, you know what? Plus, I just fucking love Sentry. You know what? This, this episode has been, it's been hard for me because I'm not the biggest fan of timelines. But <laughs> I, you, you, you ended on a high. I actually like your, your film idea. I think it's great. It's, it's probably not a good sign that I know the exact date of all of these movies. That's that's a whole other podcast that we will not be doing. So <laughs> it's not that... a podcast, it's a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that concludes our in-depth analysis of the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Thomas had great fun. I think he got a lot, a, a lot off his chest. 
I, on the other I hand... I actually feel quite relaxed now. Well, I'm glad, man. Um, I felt like <laughs> I've wasted two hours of my life, but it's okay. I'll try and get them back <laughs> somehow. You know, I could have written my essay. It's okay. Don't worry. Ne- next week, uh, we're going to be talking about The Witcher series on Netflix, something I am been dying to do for ages. It's I love the show. I love the character. Uh, we'll be looking both at season one and two, just like a nice wee discussion of the story. Um, so tune in for that. Uh, Thomas, anything you This like is to say? why I'm glad we did this episode, because you're like a big fan of The Witcher. I like The Witcher, but you know more than me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm... we've done a little episode where I get to indulge, then next week you get to indulge. Remember to follow us all on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all the other. <laughs> sorry, did I? I didn't mean to throw you off. I'm sorry. You you, you really did. I'll do it again. <laughs> I heard the panic in your voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bastard. So yeah, so remember to follow us. Follow us all on uh, Instagram and Twitter, where we keep you up to date on the latest films and TV news, as well as when new episodes are coming out. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in the not-so-distant future.